Welcome to another edition of Park Talk Podcast, the official podcast of the Naperville Park District. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the 2019 State of the Park District Address. I'm joined in our studio by two Park District staff members, Katie Seppi, Director of Human Resources, and Omar Sandoval, Director of Information Technology. Welcome to both of you. Thank you. Hello. (laughs) Keeping with this year's State of the Park District theme of connecting with the community, this is a great opportunity to chat with both of you because you each bring a unique perspective in serving both types of customers, internal and external. And I know you both receive a lot of good feedback from staff and community members, and I'm interested in learning exactly how that feedback influences your goals and priorities as you you know, work to work in your different areas to do the work of the district. So I'm going to turn to Katie for the the first question. And knowing that we're in the midst of a job seekers market, and that's really been the case for, you know, quite a bit of time now, it makes things highly competitive. And I know it's not just highly competitive for the park district. Industries across the spectrum are dealing with that same kind of thing. But it's made hiring challenging for us. Can you talk about some of the challenges that the district has faced as a business that relies heavily on talented and committed staff and some of the things that the district has done um, to try to overcome those challenges and help quality candidates find us? Absolutely. Well, when we are looking for staff, we're looking for staff that are going to be a good fit and deliver excellent customer service to our patrons, Mm -hmm. whether it's those patrons that are walking a trail um, or they're entering Fort Hill Activity Center or they're going to swim at Centennial Beach or maybe even um, shoot some golf over at Springbrook or Neighborbrook. So finding the right fit is always a challenge. Um, at this point, though, we really struggled with getting not only the quality candidates, but the quantity of quality candidates that we need. And we've looked at a variety of different things. And last year, kind of in the midst of our heavier season, which is typically right in the middle of the summer and everything is popping. Both golf courses are open, the beach is open, Fort Hill is going, everything, day camps, is just everything all at once. We realized we were kind of behind the eight ball as far as staffing goes, and we did not want to see any of our customer service suffer. So we really started thinking, okay, how are we going to get through this season? And then how are we going to plan for future years? Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we did recently was we partnered with Kids Matter and we hosted a community-wide job fair. It was for seasonal positions and part-time as well. Um, We had really good attendance and we're very happy with that, but we're looking to springboard and do other things and keep that momentum going. A lot of uh, social media postings. We're Mm -hmm. talking about getting into area schools and really trying to get that face-to-face connection with possible candidates as well. So we have an ongoing presence throughout the entire hiring season. So once we open the doors on those seasonal facilities, we've got the right people in the right place. Absolutely. And I can speak from experience. We did a little bit of a a creative photo shoot with a couple of our lifeguards, and it was snowing, which you wouldn't necessarily think of that as as summer lifeguard marketing. But just creative things like that and reaching out to those demographics kind of in a way that might entice them to become part of the Park District family. I think that's that's. And we actually try to put ourselves a little bit um, ahead of our competitors because we Mm -hmm. compete with every organization in our community and our neighboring communities for those same pool of candidates. So things like that banner were awesome because it caught people (laughs) off guard and really got them thinking that, oh, geez, I need to start thinking about the summer. What am I going to be doing? Um, Where do I want to work? And that really caught the eye of a lot of people. Right. Very cool. Shifting focus for a moment to the internal customers that you serve. Once you get the perfect employee on board, and hopefully that's, you know, <laughs> easier said than done sometimes, right? What aspects make the Park District a great place to work 
Well, you're also trying to keep staff connected. What are some of those things that you do in your area to make sure that's happening? My department does a lot of outreach to every aspect of the district, and we want to communicate what our benefits are. Um, We want to have people feel involved. One of the things that we did last year, late last year, is we did an Employee Spirit Month. Mm -hmm. And the goal around Spirit Month was to have a little something for everyone, regardless of whether you worked the evenings over at Fort Hill, you were a park police officer, you did maintenance at either one of our golf courses or in any of the three parks divisions. And we had a lot of success with that. Mm -hmm. So what we're trying to do is really have, um, make that connection, make people feel that they are appreciated um, and welcome and part of the Park District family and part of our culture. And we continue to look at improving those things that we did last year, like the Spirit Month, moving forward to retain good employees. And Spirit Month was really fun. It was. It was a great initiative. I love that. How do you think that the things that you mentioned, how do you think those things help retain employees? I think it keeps people engaged and engagement is the key. Um, I've been here, it'll be 23 years, very soon, like I believe within the next couple of days. And I wouldn't stay this long if it wasn't a great place to work. Right. Um, my position has evolved over the years. While I did come in at a professional level, I didn't start off in a seasonal position. Mm-hmm. Um, things have really changed and in a positive way. And I've been able to contribute to that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really one of the things that keeps people here is they see the opportunity for growth while it might not be moving up within the organization. It might be just doing something a little bit different. Sure. And that's a great segue to my next question. And I have a lot of longevity at the Park District as well. So I can understand where you're coming from on that. We actually do have quite a lot of longevity across the district, which is, I think, a great testament to the organization that we have. How can working at the Park District be a career and not just a part-time seasonal job, knowing that we offer both careers and part-time seasonal? Um, But I'm not sure that a lot of people really think about the Park District in terms of being a career. What are some of the reasons or some of the ways that working at the Park District can actually be a career for somebody? We have some very specific uh, positions that require specific skills, whether it's a trades position or educational um, background that you need to come to the organization with from, you know, a planning department. We've got landscape architects mm-hmm. on staff. Um, my background is in occupational safety. I would have never thought I'd end up at a park district. That wasn't any <laughs> of the positions that were ever discussed as opportunities. Sure. Um, but I just kind of fell into it, saw the ad, and then it had applied. Um also, we do have a lot of staff that come to us that do start in a seasonal capacity. And whether it's they're trying to just get their foot in the door because this is the type of career they're looking um, at pursuing, or they're in the midst of receiving an education Mm -hmm. that kind of fits with the position. Or we've even had um, recently, we had an individual that we hired full time, didn't realize that she had worked with us previously. She worked as a swim lesson instructor through college. Oh, wow. And joined us then professionally as a um, program manager. Uh So there are a lot of opportunities for people to come into a park district. Um, We have such a variety of different positions and skills needed to deliver that customer service and that end product to our residents and patrons. That's great. And what kind of advice would you give someone who's interested in working for the park district, whether it's in a part-time seasonal or full-time capacity? If you're interested in working at the park district, I recommend that you're checking our website at least weekly. Um, Every week, things can change quickly, and we may have different positions available. 
So what we'll do is then um, after positions go on our website, then we start to do those additional recruiting efforts, such as the social media, Mm -hmm. things along those lines that I mentioned previously. So if you are interested um, and you're not even sure what type of positions we have available, I say poke around our website to kind of see what we do. Um, Take a look at a lot of those resources in the About Us section Mm -hmm. and then continue to check our website and see what we might have available and apply. if you're interested in possibly different positions across the district, our system is set up that you can create an application and apply for a certain position, but you can log in and you can add additional positions mm-hmm. to your application periodically. Wonderful. Omar, you've been so patient. Yes. <laughs> yes. I've also been here a long time. You <laughs> have. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, what, 10, 10, 10 almost years. 11 years? Yeah, okay. 11, 11 All right. Years. Wow. I know time flies, right, when right. you're having fun. Yes. So, Omar, over the past couple of years, we've seen the addition of some really exciting and new initiatives in the IT area. Things like the Naperville Park District app, the Fort Hill app, 311 Parks Initiative, and most recently, the rollout of Wi-Fi across a lot of our facilities. From a technology perspective, how do you determine what projects are priorities, not only for your area, but for the district? It's a fine line between uh, as technology becomes more Mm cost-effective and it becomes available. So there's a lot of limitations that we've had in the past. Uh, Previously, the mobile app that we have now would have not been possible with our previous uh, registration software. So once we decided to make that shift, that made that portion possible. And that was something that was asked for by the community. So Mm -hmm. all those things that you mentioned, much like, you know, a lot of the things that we're doing from a retention and hiring standpoint, um, it's dictated by our by our internal and external customers. Okay. Uh, the Wi-Fi was asked for by uh, the, the public as well. Mm-hmm. So those are some examples. Um, the Fort Hill, activity, uh, uh, Fort Hill Activity Center app was actually came about from the release of the original app. Mm-hmm. And people were like, hey, wouldn't it be really cool if, you know, we'd be able to get one specific for the building to show fitness schedules and uh, open track schedules and things of that nature. And also people can have their ID on their the app too, right? So yes. they don't have to carry the separate ID card. They can just scan in with their phone. And that's what makes the app unique. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, when you look at the app and you look at the, the splash page or mm-hmm. you know the beginning page, every single one of those buttons is accessible via a website. But that's what makes it unique is that you're containerizing everything. You're giving the community a tool to use you better. You can use turn-by-turn directions with the Google Maps integration. Mm-hmm. You can check your league schedules. You can do so much that you would be able to do anyways. Sure. But now it's at the you know at a click, at a finger touch, instead of having to dig around for it. That's great. And I like the way you talked about how things have evolved over time as you've had you know more technological things at your disposal and as people have asked for them as they become available. I think that's a great thing about the district is that we are about continuous improvement and always about evolving and getting better. Now let's talk specifically about the app. So when you first sold the idea of having an app, you know, you talked to the staff and board about it. It sounded really cool because everyone wants an app, right? I mean, it's the, the new cool thing. But not every organization that has rolled out an app has been successful just because it's lacked the relevance. And I'm just wondering, you know, how did you ensure that you were developing something that was going to be relevant and was going to be useful? I kind of had to put myself in the shoes of a consumer, right, as a customer. Mm-hmm. We've all been guilty of being in line somewhere and they have this ad that says, hey, download our app for 10% off or, right. you know, some kind of coupon, some kind of incentive. And then you walk right out 
and you delete it. Mm-hmm. Or a couple days later when you're like, why did I download this? <laughs> um, and you go ahead and delete it, and that's because they never give you a reason to keep it. So that's where that the uh, the ability to store your membership card on there mm-hmm. was so important to us. It actually, the initial phase of that was terrible, and we had that set the development of the app back a couple months, and we had to reverse engineer some of the coding and the barcoding processes that happen in the background. Um, but without that piece of it, you'd almost wouldn't need uh, the mobile app because, like mm-hmm. I said previously, Everything's accessible uh, via website. So we could have just created a website that had all those links to it. Now, when we add the aspect of the mobile app, you're actually storing it locally on the device. So that's what makes it unique. That's what makes it different. And that's why people keep it because it, hopefully it's something that they're using every day to get into Fort Hill. Right. It's something that during the summer they're using uh, frequently to, to visit Centennial Beach. And, and that's the hope. Right. Definitely. Definite relevance there. Um, let's switch gears about the Wi-Fi, because that's been another huge initiative that you started rolling out in 2018. And there's sort of a unique story. Um, it's also a great example of how we're able to leverage partnerships to get things done that have a broader benefit, certainly with Wi-Fi you know, having a great benefit to the community. So can you talk a little bit about how the Wi-Fi project came about and what is the current status of its rollout? Okay, yeah. Um, so it actually was like two years in the making. Um, again, it was something that was asked for by the residents visiting Centennial Beach. That's really where it all started. Mm-hmm. And then um, the commissioners asked us, hey, can you look at what the cost of this would be? And it was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot. And the reason is, um, you know, a lot of us as, as uh, homeowners, you know, we, we think about um, you're in your home and you have just a wireless access point. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, well, why can't somebody just throw one of those up somewhere? Well, that's for your home use. You have at most a couple people on it, at most a couple devices. If I still remember correctly, the capacity at Centennial Beach is a thousand people, I want to say, at any given time. I could be wrong. But basically what we had to go through is think about capacity and then double it because we have to assume that everyone's walking in with one or two devices. Mm Not everyone's going to come in with two devices, but we also had to encompass the area around Centennial Beach, whether it's customers waiting, et cetera. So okay. I won't get into the, all the nuances <laughs> of it, but um, it, there was a, a high cost to it uh, with all the with everything considered. So what we started to do was to see if there was ways that we could offset that cost. And that's where working with a local ISP, Internet Service Provider, we were able to find uh, Digital Lobby, who's the company that's help, that helped us deploy essentially... Uh, a way to offset the cost with partners that pay for the bandwidth, pay for the equipment, mm-hmm. and we are then truly able to offer free Wi-Fi because we're not paying anything for it. That's awesome. That's great. And you talk about connectivity. How much more connectivity can you get than giving people Wi-Fi and access, right? Yeah. yeah and, that's amazing. And, and I'll be honest. At first, I was very cynical about the fact that, hey, we're using, we're having people be even more connected. But times have changed. Technology mm-hmm. technology has changed. What would maybe be somebody going out to a park previously with a hardcover book is now someone going out there with their Kindle right. or their smartphone. Right. You have to meet people where they are and with mm-hmm. their expectations for sure. And I know as a district, you know, we're constantly focused on the value we provide the community. And, you know, that, of course, includes parkland and facilities and our programs and all of that. But it's also all these other things that we've talked about from helping kickstart careers and staffing your organization with talented staff and, you know, who impact our patrons' experience to providing tools that enhance the experience of our guests. All worthwhile pursuits for sure. 
So I'd like to thank both of my guests, Katie and Omar, for some great conversation and for taking the time to share your knowledge and expertise with regard to HR and IT at the Naperville Park District. So thank you. Thank you for having thank us. You. Thank you for listening. Additional information on Naperville Park District programs and services can be found at naprovilleparks.org. The Naperville Park District's mission is to provide recreation and park experiences that promote healthy lives, healthy minds, and a healthy community. Park Talk Podcast is a production of the Naperville Park District.